0: Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Today's Gospel that we just heard is full of symbolism. Right at the beginning of it, we are told that Mary Magdalene came to the tomb of Jesus the first day of the week, early when it was yet dark. She came at the earliest opportunity, impelled by love for her Lord. She came on the first day of the week, which reminds anyone who knows the Bible of God's creation work at the beginning of time. The first words that God said on the first day of creation were, Let there be light because before that the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Mary Magdalene came on the first day of the week when it was still dark. Doubtless, it was first the all-natural darkness of night, but the darkness of the night Surrounding Mary spoke of a deeper darkness that can bury a person even in the midday midday sun. The darkness of grief, pain, longing, ignorance, the loss of the most dear. Even more, a darkness of hopelessness, despair, anguish lack of faith, or even the darkness of unbelief. What St. John speaks about at the beginning of his Gospel, that true light, which lighted every man, was in the world, and the world knew him not, and that he came unto his own, and his own received him not, is not something rare even today. Unfortunately, there are always people who love the darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. And without a doubt, we should take a serious look in the mirror at this point. Mary Magdalene also had lived in the darkness of sin, In the Gospel of Mark, it is said that Jesus had cast out seven devils from her. It is quite possible that now the time of testing had come when some of these devils, perhaps all seven at once, attempted to return into Mary Magdalene by taking advantage of her distress and hopelessness. This did not happen because Mary was protected by something that even the most wicked devils are powerless against. She was protected by her love for the Lord, by the love that made her set out in the dark of night, not exactly the most pleasant or safest time, for she couldn't help it. She had to hurry to the tomb, if only to see the body of her beloved master. Now, where there is such love, evil spirits cannot do anything. But it was still dark. Just like in our lives, there will always be times that are quite dark, especially when we have to lose someone very close to us, or, worst of all, when someone betrays us. These are moments when we are in the same situation as Mary Magdalene, early morning of the first day of the week, when it was still dark. In moments like these, God says to us, as he said in the beginning of time, let there be light, even when those to whom he wants to give the light of life and love do everything possible to extinguish this light, to finally get rid of it, to get rid of the true light itself, nailing him to the cross and burying in a raccoon tomb. A tomb, even a rock-hewn tomb, cannot extinguish the light of God or bury him who is life itself. When Mary Magdalene arrived at the tomb, she saw that the stone that was used to seal it had been removed. Mary did not know what this meant and hurried to tell Jesus' disciples she said in anguish, They have taken away the Lord, and we know not where they have laid him. It seemed as if Mary's already almost non existent hope and faith had received a final death blow. She now thought that she had lost everything, even the last what she had the dead body of her beloved Lord. It is interesting that when Mary came with her distressing message to the disciples, then at the first moment it touched, evidently very painfully, only two of them. The one whom Jesus loved, that is John, and the one who had denied Jesus, that is Peter. The Gospel tells us that they both, John and Peter, came running to the tomb and saw that it was empty. Unlike Mary, Peter and John went into the tomb and, seeing Jesus' shroud and sweat towel in the tomb, realized that something other than what Mary feared had happened. Jesus' body had not been stolen. Instead, he had risen from the dead. At least one of the two understood and believed this. The disciples probably remembered how Jesus had raised from the dead his friend, Mary Magdalene's brother, Lazarus. The raising of Lazarus showed that Jesus has authority over life and death, but there were some important differences between the two events, between the raising of Lazarus and the resurrection of Jesus. When Lazarus came out of the tomb at Jesus' call, he was still bound with grave clothes and even had a napkin about his face. In the empty tomb of Jesus, however, there are both shrouds and a sweat towel lying on the ground. This means that the resurrection of Jesus, unlike the raising of Lazarus, was not an extension of the current earthly life, but something completely new. Lazarus died again after a while. But Jesus will never die again, just as those are saved from eternal death who are buried with Jesus in baptism and whom he will raise from the dead on the last day. After Peter and John saw the empty tomb, they returned home. Mary, however, did not go with them. She remained at the tomb. We didn't hear it from today's Gospel reading, but we know what followed. Mary first saw two angels in the tomb, and then Jesus himself in the garden. This worry-stricken woman, who came to the grave in pain of loss, grief, hopelessness, and anguish, became the first witness of Christ's resurrection. Why her? I think the answer is obvious. For the same love that forced her to go to the grave at such an early hour. For a love that was greater than even the love of Jesus' disciples. The disciples went back home, When they saw the empty tomb. But Mary could not leave. As I already said. We sometimes feel the same way. As Mary Magdalene on that first day of the week. Early when it was yet dark. When she thought she had lost everything. In hopelessness. In the pain of loss perhaps in doubts and difficulties of faith. What happened to Mary Magdalene at the empty tomb of Jesus encourages us to believe. God does not leave anyone alone in their pain, anguish, grief, even despair and doubts. He has suffered died and risen for this very reason, reason, to assure us that he feels our pain and weakness. He understands even our temptations. He wants to help and save us. The epistle to the Hebrews says, For we have not, an high priest, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need.